Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie hanlon Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. This is a Mindset Matters episode, and as always, I'm joined by the very lovely, talented, uber smart, and my wife, Stephanie Hanlon, Francie. Hello, Patrick. Okay, so we're going to get into this right away, and I guess the question that we ask is, are our feelings fooling us? I love that question. It's also my, one of my favorites is the other one is, hey, don't believe everything you think. Well, there that's that's a perfect entry. Nice segue. Nice nice well You're done. Welcome. Okay. So, we think we think we think we think, but really what we're doing is feeling, not thinking, and our feelings fool us into thinking that we're thinking. If we're not aware of this. If we're not aware. Yeah. This is such an interesting thing to dig into. So, when you create that distinction between thinking and feeling, Patrick, where do you go? Where do you where where do you want to take us? Well, I, I find you know fundamentally, I find that when something happens, good, bad, usually it's one of those extremes. But often it's something contentious. We'll use that word. You know, we are getting what what I refer to or we refer to as we get into a charge. So something, you know, the charge being we get annoyed, we get frustrated, we get angry. Uh, something that is that's what when we use the term charge, that means something like an electrical charge in my body. Yeah. I get I get fired up or yeah. I get yeah. Right. So I, I don't think that's a clear word for a lot of people. No, so. it's not. That's why okay. I defined it. Thank you. So when we look at when we have that contentious issue, it drives certain emotions and we think those emotions are real. It's actually we think that we're thinking them and it's not. We're feeling them. So let's talk a little bit about how that can take us off on different tangents. We are then saying things that or assessing a situation and we believe that we're thinking it through when in fact we're feeling it through. So it becomes an interesting distinction between thinking and feeling and reactive, being reactive and or being responsive. So thinking and feeling are two completely different things and we sometimes convolute them as human beings and or we mix them up. Mm -hmm. We think we're thinking, but we're actually feeling and we think we're feeling, but we're actually thinking. Right. So this goes back. So, uh, you know, I think it, we can give it the context that we've given it. And that is that I, you know, so I can say, I think I've thought things through. I think I've thought things through. So I've had feelings that I'm thinking things through, but it's just feelings. Yeah. So think about that for a second, the way you said it the first time, I think I'm thinking things through. Yes. Instead of I'm thinking things through. Right. But the truth is I'm feeling first and yes. I, my thoughts are a byproduct of the 
emotions and or the feelings that mm -hmm. are coming up for me. So I'm actually maybe not expressing what's the truth. I could be just being reactive. Could be totally reactive. So let's use this something. Let's dig into a little bit around some conversations that you and I have had. So you you do things differently than I do when it comes to uh, I don't care. It could be to producing this podcast, to doing a presentation, to doing you know communications with staff. I mean, there's all sorts. So you do things differently than I do it, and I have a very um, I don't know. This is some of the awareness in doing this actual work is sometimes you really annoy the shit out of me. And I'm going, <laughs> that's partly my job as your wife, though. Don't forget. <laughs> I get it. So but but here's the fundamental part of it. What I got to is that it's not that you're doing something to me. And I think that you're just being annoying or I think that you're disrespecting me. Right. Or that you're not appreciating what I do and my process, all of which is true in the feeling sense of it. But when I pulled it back, when I pull back the curtain, I realized that you're living a different set of values than I am. And I we're have, having a little conflict of values. We're maybe. having actually a conflict of values. And when we look at the or uh, the conflict of values or collision of values, because we don't really con. When it comes to values, the fundamental is, is that you have your values, I have my values, we're aware of those core values, for example, we align on them or we don't, your values aren't right and mine aren't wrong and vice versa. Mine are a little bit more right than yours. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> so here's the thing about it. So there's a values conversation here that pushes buttons. So when we have a, a collision of values, so for example, when you don't kind of follow my process of preparation, Rather than own my values around it, as in this is my process or this is how I go through and get to the outcome that I'm working backwards from, this is my process, you do it differently. So then rather than having an understanding of that, what I do is I hear, I feel disrespected. I feel unheard. I feel, um, uh, what would be another one? I think disrespected is the biggest one. Yeah, probably. Probably. Or or it breaks down some trust, right? How can, you know, are you are you reliable? So it's a reliability conversation. Now, these are all subtle nanosecond random thoughts, but I realized that I'm thinking that you're doing it intentionally when really you're not doing it intentionally. So I, I think that what I'm really doing is feeling that you're not aligned with my values. It's the values of collision of values. Absolutely. And it's interesting part of that in our 30-year relationship is that if I haven't earned that space yet or you haven't earned that with me, it's interesting to think of how people that haven't done or dug into this level of work and understand the difference, for example, between thinking and feeling or understanding the di distinction between emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. So we're actually in that conversation on an ongoing basis. So when you catch yourself, and that is a big blind spot for you, and we've actually had this conversation, I believe, on this on one of these podcasts, where where you don't feel heard or don't feel respected, is your stuff. And if I'm not feeling respected or heard, that's about me. It's about my commitment to gaining clarity. So we live a set of values, whether we're aware of them or not. You know, that analogy, which I like in this case, is that, you know, a fish, you say, how's the water? And a fish looks at you and goes, what water? What, what's water? I don't get it. You know, what's water? And, 
So then when we talk about values and understanding that we live a set of values, whether we're aware of them or not, the gift in self-awareness, the gift in self-actualization or uh, being true to yourself is understanding what those values are. Now, there's core values, and we can live a set of core values that are really out in front of us. We understand them, but it's the nuanced values that we live that can actually mess us up because we're not as aware of them. We don't know that it's happening. So we're, it's more unconscious. It's more unconscious. And it's interesting that you say that because our core values are the ones that we write our mission statement around, or we have our purpose and our vision. You have your calling that's super clear. But what happens is when we bump into an unknown or an unexpressed value, it usually happens through uh, resistance or it happens through being challenged. And all of a sudden, your hackles go up and you don't even realize that your buttons are being pushed. And when you bump into an unconscious value, it's up to, for example, if I do, it's up to me to figure that out and understand and not put that on you or on someone else, because that's really where disagreements, that's where lack of trust, that's where relationships can start going down on a downward spiral so fast. So the trick that feelings pull on us is like, if, if you know, they're tricking us, our feelings are tricking us because it seems so self-evident, right? It seems like we're so right. It's in our face. And that's the feeling tricking us into thinking, to thinking that we're thinking, right? Right. So, and you know, I'm, I'm so right. I'm right fighting. And that would mean if I'm right, that means you're wrong. So what does this all mean? You know, first and foremost, what we're trying to bring the attention to in this particular episode is that we have to be aware that feelings and thinking can get confusing. The feelings can confuse us into and trick us into thinking we're thinking when reality we're not. We have to get into those underlying things. That's the next level. So when it comes to the conversation around mindset, it's maybe not being so reactive or being in the feeling or being able to reassess later and go back and go, you know something, that actually isn't what it was for me. I realized something that could be the, the case. In that. That's actually a, a really interesting entry point into the study of stoicism and you know having that moment in time where you're not actually reacting i think you've got a good definition of stoicism somewhere that we're gonna talk about but what i'd like to actually create a distinction and i don't know if this is true or if it's just what i do and in, in with my clients and because i'm working in high level sport there's so many quote unquote feelings that come up especially in ice dance for example you're touching your partner six or eight hours a day then you're competing and then it's a four minute competition then you're being judged right so we're going to just dig into that a little bit but the truth is there's only really two emotions that drive us as human beings two love and fear fear and love that's mm -hmm. it so those are the emotions that we then drill down or the feelings are a combination of one side or the other. They're either a combination that are activating the love emotion or they're the feelings that are being reactive to the fear emotion. So if you take a little, even anger, for example, is a form of fear. Mm -hmm. So the feelings, and this is what gets me in trouble sometimes with my clients, because I say, you know, your feelings are lying to you. But without a context, without realizing that your feelings are actually feedback, but they're not always true. They're not all because they're they're affected by environment. They're affected by uh, affected by the perception uh, perception that you're having right now, or they're affected by something you ate, for example, or mm. something you didn't eat. 
Okay, so when we look at that comment about what we eat or what we don't eat, we realize, for example, that our gut actually has, but that's a whole different conversation. I'm not going to go there right now. Well, I don't want to go there in that regard. So that could what, be a whole other podcast. It's going to be another podcast. It's a great, it's yeah. a great conversation because what we've come to realize is that anxiety, for example, uh, there's lots of data supporting the fact that anxiety is and can be a result of uh, our diet and what we eat. So that's a different podcast. We're going to have that conversation another time. So let's go back to the difference between emotions and feelings and thinking. So we look at the conversation, you know, or that where I said is that, you know, I think I've thought things through, but really what I've done is I've felt things through. You're suggesting, and, and I get it, is that there's the emotion side of it which then generate feelings. So that emotion being fear or love. And then from that, feelings come up. We hear it all the time, right? He makes me feel like blah, blah, blah. Or she makes me feel la, da, da. You made me feel blah, 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 right? So whatever those things are, we have to step back from that. And we, you know, the, the thing that when somebody says that to you, the thing that'll piss them off the most is I can't make you feel anyway. You are actually choosing to feel that way. That could really get people going. So it's probably well, it not the best plan. <laughs> <laughs> it does only because that in those moments of resistance or, or a little bit of adversity, we don't want to some well most time don't want to take full responsibility for not only maybe acting a certain way or reacting or lashing out at someone Mm -hmm. because if we're coming from love or fear think about it if we're only coming from love or fear that's where compassion can kick in and but if we think all of these feelings and these combinations of feelings that we're expressing and they're all going and swirling around and they you know, that's why I love what you said about thinking, I'm thinking it through, I'm actually feeling it through, because there's an experience that it's like my feelings are in my head, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm trying to express what I'm feeling, and I can't get the words around it. Well, that's because we haven't been able to drill it down, okay, are you coming from or experiencing love, the quote-unquote positive side, or the question is, what are you the most afraid of? What are you the most afraid of? So what's the answer to that question? Usually, it's um, fear of judgment, or fear of quote-unquote failure, but judgment is the biggest one I find, is that it's not even the result of failing, it's the judgment of the fact that I failed, that I'm afraid of. Because we're, I think as human beings, we're very much at the effect of of what other people quote-unquote think. So in looking at the evolution of our own development, right? And I'm talking about to listeners here today. So when we look at, we all are emotional beings. We all have feelings. We have different situations, different people that will drive a charge or drive a a feeling. Trigger. There's a good word. There's a great word. They trigger a certain uh, set of feelings in us, the way they act, the way they, but we step back from that and ask ourselves this fundamental question, which is, is that true? Am I thinking that or am I just feeling that? And we don't want to make the feeling wrong, but we have to acknowledge it. And is it, it's really not the feeling. It's the value that have, has been uh, what we call a, a collision of values or conflicting values. That's really what lies behind it. So it's a way to bring the, the degree of, I, I don't know what the word to use, the degree of charge off of it. So or the emotionality. The emotionality behind it. So 
you know, sometimes the question we have to ask ourselves is what is it about that that's pissing me off? So that's the next level. So in other words, we rise above the feeling or the emotion and we rise above that. That's actually, you know, in the world of being a stoic as you know, and I don't want, you know, only to the degree that I've studied stoicism. And so I don't profess to be an expert on it. I do have a fundamental understanding of a lot of things. But at the end of the day, Stoics step back from that feeling and they ask themselves, you know, a fundamental question, question, which is, will reacting the way I feel or the way I'm seeing it take me closer to my goal or move me further away from it? That's the first phase, or that's a phase of it. And the other is, is is the idea of fulfillment. So if we look at fulfillment, so for so that goal comes back to fulfillment, which is, are we emotionally resilient? So we, you know, if that fulfillment lives in being emotionally resilient. It doesn't mean that you don't have those emotions. It's being, it means that you're stepping back, you acknowledge them, you don't buy into them, and you kind of walk away from it realizing that you need time to think it through. Does it move me closer to my goal? No, it doesn't. Am I making any sense right yeah, now? Yeah, you are. Um, I'm having flashbacks to um, adversity and issues in sport, for example, in ice dancer and ice hockey, the world that I'm in in golf. There's so many things that challenge us that we can, if something goes wrong, for example, we can judge ourselves really, really harshly. We're harder, harder on ourselves, I think, than anyone else. But it's in that moment of separation or the ability to step back and say, okay, I still have the goal. Like, for example, in ice dance, there's a rhythm dance part and then there's a free dance part. Two separate competitions a day apart generally, or sometimes there's a day in the middle. If you had had a really bad experience or you messed up your rhythm dance, the competition's not over. So how do you process the emotions and the feelings of that particular experience so it doesn't drip into the next day, for mm. example? Or if you've had an unbelievable experience or you've won a game and you've, you're back-to-back games and you think that that emotion is going to carry on to the next day and next thing you know, you crash. So the emotionality is something that uh, I love to work with my athletes on. It's called just getting to neutral. Mm-hmm. Getting to neutral. And that is kind of a stoic thing. It is. But ultimately, when you can see what's going on and you're not at the effect of it, because stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't always happen to you like we think it does. We're so full of these quote unquote feelings that we're just drawing all this energy to us and everything feels so big. Everything feels so real. And we're very addicted, I find, until the training kicks in to the highs and hilariously enough, we're also addicted to the lows. Of course. I love that. And this really speaks to what I was trying to say. Actually, you did a better job than me of saying what I wanted to say, which is what we're trying to do is create the emotional resilience to be in a state that isn't at the effect of the highs and the lows. So in other words, what's ever happening, you don't have to ride the peak and you don't have to ride the valley. You know, you and I talk about it often is, is that, you know, we don't buy into the highs because we know with the highs, there will be ultimately some balancing low. And it doesn't mean, you know, don't be happy and don't be, you know, celebrating a win. It just don't buy into the feeling and the emotionality of it as if that's going to last forever. 
you know, first and foremost, celebrate it, be conscious of it. Don't buy into it knowing that, because if you, if you really buy into it emotionally, then the other side of that it's equation a crash. is a crash. crash hard. And that's really what the Stoics were great at, which was they had the resilience of the, the emotional highs and lows. So they didn't buy into it. And we all know people, I, I mean, gosh, we all know people that buy into it heavy. They're up, they're down, they're high, they're low. It's like, they come in, I just had this happen. It's so awesome. And that, you know, that at some point in the very near future, they're going to come in and it's going to be tears and shit's happening and, oh, he did something or she did something to me and this happened and, oh my gosh, you know, and we see, and that is really a case of not having that clarity and owning your emotional state, being being driven by it. Absolutely, being driven by it, but also being uh, unaware that the highs and the lows are going to keep happening. It's up to us to balance them out. It's to even them out. The the stories that we say about all I'm doing is I'm I just want things to be better and I just got to get through this two days and then that day is going to be great, you know, because these days suck. And so the stories that we tell ourselves, that's the connection between emotionality and mindset is that when you set your mind to something, there's also a container or a place to put the feelings understanding that you're going to be coming from love, which is joy and happiness and excitement and celebration and all the quote unquote positive side of the, of the quantum. But we're trying to push away or avoid the quote unquote negative instead of using that information as feedback, using the information from a failure or from a low as feedback to bring yourself back to neutral. And that to me is really the gift of the connection between mindset, heart set, you know, emotional, how are we going to set ourselves up to win and use the emotional energy that gets created, not have it work against us. So when we look at all of the emotionality, the the feeling, the thinking, and, you know, we talk about Stoics and understanding the emotionality, not letting it drive you, be resilient. Part of that comes back to something, you know, on another podcast that we did around purpose and around passion. So for me, I'm very clear on my purpose, you know, so when I talk about purpose or calling. I mean, there's, uh, we don't get into that conversation. We did the podcast on it. So, you know, for me, it is really about supporting people and being their greatest selves and living their best life. I all that's, I don't even think about that anymore. That's how I'm wired. I know actually that's what drives me. That's your water. That's your, you're, the, you're a fish. That's my, that's my <laughs> that's water. water. So that's an awareness because I make these decisions. And I mean, I've gone through that whole journey of discovery of going, why do I do it that way? Why do I do it that way? So what I got to was that's actually the outcome. That's what lights me up. That's where I get my fulfillment. That's where, uh, anyways, the point is this, is that when I'm coming into that frustration with somebody that, you know, where I may be letting my feeling drive me rather than my thinking drive me, I always realize that it's because I'm off the path of my purpose or that that doesn't support or it's getting in the way of my purpose. So then I have to draw back from that. So, but I have a framework. So that's the, the I, th- I think that's an Im- important part of that is what's the steering mechanism you have for your, the direction you're going how you can be thrown off your path, the emotionality of it, the awareness of it. These are all nuances to actually uh, staying out of that high and low charge, right? Is having a steering mechanism, staying close, is it moving closer or further away? 
Right. From your goal, from your intention, from your calling. Once you're driven towards something, I'll use the Olympic Games for something. The athletes I'm working with right now are focused, laser beam focused on qualifying for the Olympics in February, and they want to be on that podium. So there's their steering mechanism. Mm-hmm. Then as they're moving towards that and they're training mentally, physically, emotionally, their choreography, their costumes, their nutrition, their self-care, their therapies, everything is aligned with that. Mm-hmm. So they they know right away if they're outside of those values. And that's one of the interesting things about really working with people and, and going, okay, well, what about after the podium? What about what's next? How do you feel about that? And some of them will just shut that conversation down because they don't want to think about it because the feelings that come up could be, I don't know, I don't see anything, I don't feel anything, I'm afraid, I don't want to go there. So they get into a, a role maybe of superstition. So that's where there can be a conflict mm-hmm. in the mind and the heart and the feeling of our humanness. And it's really important that in my work is that it's more, people say, you know, you know, every single game is 90% mental and 10% physical. Well, who trains the mental? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as human beings, we're responsible for that. We are. And when we are responsible, the mental side of it has to always, always include a relationship and a recognition to the emotional side of it. Because we are emotional beings. Sport is emotional. Business is emotional. We get highs and lows and ups and downs. And if we don't honor that, quote unquote, mental training is pretty much 50% emotional (laughs) or more. Mm -hmm. That really is an important factor. Okay, so as we wind this down and to give it context, you know, we've talked about in the past and I'm going to we're going to do a standalone on this conversation, go a little bit deeper around growth mindset and fixed mindset. And when we consider that if we let our feelings overtake us, if we get into that and actually thinking that our feelings are our thinking, then we get really confused. That's a confusing statement even in that. But the reality of it is, is to step back, have the awareness around it. That's about a growth mindset. A fixed mindset will actually justify, quantify, and qualify the feelings. They'll, they'll absolutely make that reaction right. Even if you're not thinking it, you're feeling it. Well, of course I'm feeling it. That's the way it is. And they're real. These and feelings real are, are real. Yes. And I'm right. Yes. And the defense of that, that's going to be an exciting podcast. I'm looking forward it's to that. It's going one. to be an exciting podcast. You know, and when we look at a growth mindset, and we'll talk about it in that particular podcast, you know, we, we it requires growth mindset, folks, requires effort. It requires challenges. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to require feedback. Now, in a growth mindset, you go, yeah, of course, that all makes sense. In a fixed mindset, you go, nope, none of that works for me. That makes no sense at all. This is the way I am. This is the way it's always been. I feel the way I feel. And I know these feelings are right because they're my feelings. Now, that's a fixed mindset. And there's lots of individuals that kind of get stuck there. And we'll talk about it in that podcast. But I, what I, I'm just kind of giving you a, pre, a preview of that conversation is understanding that as much as we think we're in a growth mindset all of the time, that's not true. We are often going back and forth between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset and uh, vice versa. You know, you're not always in a fixed mindset. There's always an aspect of a growth mindset there. So we're going to talk about that later. But in this particular conversation, I bring it out and shine a light on it because feelings and thinking, step back from it, take a breath and really consider the last time you felt angry, you felt 
I don't know, taken advantage of. You felt like somebody disrespected you. Okay? Then really nail it, step back from it and go, okay, if that was the feeling, what was underneath it? And it will often be a collision or a conflict of values. And uh, that's a different conversation, but ultimately bring your awareness to that. And I think that you'll actually have a way different perspective the next time something triggers you. Yeah, and it's important to to bring up because as this links to the growth and the and the fixed mindset is that how we distinguish what it, what we're feeling and what we're thinking is truly the gra- the, the 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 growth uh, and the path of maturity mm-hmm. and and really learning from the lessons and learning and taking the hard knocks and folding them in and moving forward. We need to really have the resilience. Right, we need to take the adversity that's happening in our life and use it. Yeah, we really do. I love doing these podcasts because we learn so much. Even actually, uh, how we live, the research that we do, the study we do, bringing it forward to you helps us as well evolve and change. I mean, we are, as we've said many times, simply mortals having this human experience and doing our best to navigate difficult, challenging times. Uh, life, business, family, all of it, we go through it. We just want to go through it with awareness and with love and with an, uh, a real commitment to coming out the other side and supporting others in their growth. And uh, that's why we get to do this podcast. Stephanie Hanlon Francie, my beautiful wife, thank you so much. Thank you, Patrick. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends, as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.